What's up, guys? It's been a minute since I recorded my last podcast. I was feeling down. I'm not going to lie. The existential loneliness kind of kicked in, and then I just fell off the grid for a little bit. But after a great conversation with my homie Brandon over the phone, <coughs> we're back. Cue the intro. First off, real quick to get this out of the way, it's going to be an action-packed podcast. Got a lot to uncover. I haven't posted in the past like three fucking weeks, but here's the thing, guys. Um, definitely new podcast schedule coming to you. We're going to be releasing podcasts twice a week, once during the weekdays and once during the weekends, no matter fucking what, dude. This is top priority to keep the momentum going and to journal my trip really for myself more than anything. And if you guys enjoy it, then fuck yeah, that's awesome. But I really want to have these. And so we're going to have them. So here we go, guys. First things first, pulling out the notepad right now. Um, first thing to talk about, guys, big three New Orleans travel tips. Before I fucking forget them, um, just big three things that you got to do. I am in Houston, Texas right now. Just got back, got out of town from New Orleans, and the big three things that I enjoyed particularly was, number one, my Airbnb was like so close to the French Quarter, which was fucking awesome. Um, definitely look a little bit into the crime rate in the area. Um, there was like, I think, three or four shootings within the past two days that I had looked it up that particular day while I was in New Orleans. And they were like, not, not too close, but they were like pretty close. Like I could walk and then, you know, be on the street where the burglary was, but you know, just be smart guys. You know, I went there, I didn't get robbed. I drive a pretty um, hot vehicle, so to speak, that draws attention. A lot of homeless people came up to me, but you know, I didn't get robbed or anything. So bless up. Just be smart when you're traveling in New Orleans. Um, there, the crime rate was pretty high in the area, um, but still had a fucking blast nonetheless. And I really enjoyed the culture shock. I do want to give a quick, quick little anecdotal story about my first time being the only white person in a room of like 200 black people. And I'm not racist. Uh, I just grew up in like the suburbs and throughout my lifetime, you know, I, I had probably been the only white person in a room before, but it was like, maybe two or three people. And this is why I love traveling. You get to experience a whole new page of a book, which is the world, right? And each location is a different page. And man, it was just, a, it was a cool feeling. Definitely an interesting culture shock. Um, I walked in to do my laundry at this like 24 hour laundromat, which apparently has like also GQ rated it like one of the top 10 places to eat. Even though it's a laundromat, there's a restaurant connected next door, also 24 hours. And man, I got some, I got some like buffalo hot wings and some collard greens and man, that shit was fire, dude. Like by the best wings I had in New Orleans was at this laundromat. I'm not even going to lie, but, um, so I go in there and it's also my first time in a laundromat. You know, I kind of grew up in an area, always had laundry, like laundry in, in the unit. And it was just an uncomfortable situation at first, uh, because I grew up in a place where, like I said, I don't, I'm not racist. Um, I know like my neighbors, for example, don't even think racism exists. So that's fucking what I think is kind of racist right there. Um, but like my, my street that I grew up on, I just a little anecdote here explain where I'm coming from is that I had my one buddy Dion one day from high school coming over and he walked from high school. He's like, yeah, I'll walk. So I bet i walk. So we walked from high school and he's like, yo, I'm outside, come outside. I'm like, all right. So I come outside and I have a BB gun in my hand and my other buddy who was already over also had a BB gun in his hand. We were like, oh, we're going to like fake rob him, you know, and he gets up. And when we come outside, we notice there's four police officers surrounding Dion outside my house. And I'm like, holy shit. So we obviously, you know, threw the, we chucked the BB guns into the garage because we didn't want to get shot by the police, you know. 
And we come out and then the cops are like, oh, hey, uh, is, is he coming to visit you? And um, we're like, yeah, it's my friend Dion. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they get into their unmarked minivan. Like, dude, like unmarked minivan of four police officers pulled up and stopped Dion outside my house. Like, that's just kind of like the area I grew up in, right? And all of a sudden, I'm the only white person in like a room full of like 200 like black people. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just at first I was a little like, holy shit, like my my senses were like, like, holy shit, what's going on? Like, like I accustomed to it pretty quickly because I didn't bring any laundry detergent. And this guy next to me, I was like, hey, man, can I borrow your laundry detergent? You know, throw you a couple bucks. He's like, yeah, man, no problem. Gave me laundry detergent. I was like, fuck yeah. He was really nice about it. And then I asked another guy like, hey, where are those, where are the carts at? The people are putting their wet laundry on. And he was like, yes, sir, right over there, man. Like, like super nice guy. So I, I really loved it because I was thrust into an environment that made me feel kind of uncomfortable just because it's something I'd never been in, but it was turned out to be super awesome. And like, there's nothing to worry about at all, really, you know, like, and so it was a good time. And that was just like my first experience, but, um, of being in that particular situation. Now back to the notepad here. Uh, so definitely get close to the French quarter. I, I went on that tangent just to express like, Hey, it's a, it's a pretty safe area. Just be smart. And, um, obviously everyone says, try the beignets and the coffee at, um, Cafe Du Monde, got to do that. But I also wanted to add um, a couple of things to that. Two places you got to try when you're in New Orleans, right? And the other one is the restaurant called Tableau, T-A-B-L-E-A-U, Tableau or Tableau, whatever the fuck you call it. And this restaurant was the bomb.com. It's built in like the old governor's building. Um, there's I, there's rumor the waiter said that they may have signed the Louisiana or drafted Louisiana purchase there before they walked it over to the um, like Capitol building, but it's pretty cool. They have like pictures there from like back when it used to be a movie theater. Now it's just a nice restaurant, nice balcony, really good food, killer fish. I know they said it was seasonal, but if you can get the fish, it's the bomb.com and get the shrimp compliments of the chef. It's like called compliments. Also something you never tried before. They have like a little compliment menu, super fire. Um, but lastly, something that um, you might think, you know, when I told my friends about it. They're like, oh, we have that back home. I'm telling you right now, you don't have this shit back home because I've gotten massages back home, but they have these reflexology, like Asian massage places in New Orleans. And to be honest, when I first walked by it, I was like, I was like, what is this stuff? I was like, whatever, man, just kind of walk right by it. And then as I'm walking down Bourbon Street, this girl comes out of a massage place and runs up to her boyfriend and she's like, oh my God, this was the best massage I've ever had. That was fucking amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe I will check that out. And then I'm like walking around and then um, someone else had said it. And, they, and I was like, all right, you know what? I got to check this place out. So I, I go in there and I'm kind of waiting to get like seen. And there's a couple there, right? And they're, the, the dude is moaning like he's getting a blowjob right now. He is like, oh, yeah, oh, God, moaning like nobody's business. And I'm like, dude, I, I've gotten massages before. I've never like moaned like that. Like, we'll see what this is about. He's, he gets to the point where he's kicking his feet on the bed up and down, like kicking like a little schoolgirl. And I'm like, okay, dude, there's, there's got to be something to it. So finally I get seen. I start getting the back massage, right? He's still moaning like nobody's business. His girl's like kind of moaning a little bit, but like nowhere, dude, this is being a little dramatic, I think. And I'm like sitting there and finally they get to my neck, right? At first, like I'm like, whatever, it seems like a pretty normal massage. Feels good though, not gonna lie, it's probably above average. But then they get to my neck, man, and I just, I was like, oh, God, I was like, oh, shit, I could just feel him working out, like, years of stress and agony, like, God, it was so amazing, and so, yeah, long story short, definitely got to go there, turned out the dude that was moaning was gay, he complimented my feet on the way out, 
because I was getting a foot massage and I was like, damn, this is this is what girls feel like when they just get hit on by random people. So, uh, but yeah, so moving on, guys, to the next point is that uh, a little fun fact about New Orleans before I advance to the next uh, point here is that uh, I got a tour. Always, I always, always, no matter where you're traveling, recommend getting a tour one of the first days while you're there because that tour guide will show you the, the city in the eyes of an expert and you can kind of determine what you want to do, where you want to eat from there. It's worth every penny. Highly recommend starting your trip with it if possible, finishing it if you must, like I did in New Orleans. I just, it's too busy, I guess. Um, but he basically told me that there were so many cultures and there's so many fun facts I could unload into this, but just go to New Orleans, get a tour, like, like why jazz started there because the slaves had Sundays off and things like that. And what they do on Sundays and made music, but so many cool facts. And then, yeah, there's like a love story to New Orleans about the statue of Andrew Jackson. Gotta go, gotta, gotta see that. And, and, but the main thing is that when they say like, oh, you're keeping it French over in the French quarter, um, or like you like the French tradition, technically there isn't any really French tradition there because I guess the French weren't even there for a whole lot of time. It was like mainly Spain who, yeah, but whatever. And, and, and really it's actually, and the tour guide said this, it's more of like a mixture of black and Asian cultures, um, or African American and Asian cultures that like blended and that became the culture of New Orleans. And it's funny because there was a chef who was African American like kind of standing across the street, listening to the tour guide. And he was like, hell yeah, man, you're doing a great job. Right as he said that, it's mainly like African-American culture and Asian culture that you see here that kind of blended. Uh, but yeah, so definitely really cool place, a lot of cultures. And I do want to give a little a little uh, thing about how I was changed here. Um, I used to think, and I'm not going into politics, I'm just giving you my personal opinion of what happened here. But like I used to think like people were like, oh, take down the Confederate statues because it's all, you know, it's like Nazis and stuff. And, and I didn't really care that much. I was like, yeah, whatever. You want to take them down? Fine. You don't want to take them down. Whatever. I never, I never actually formulated an opinion on it because I just it, I didn't care. I, I'd never see a Confederate statue in my life. So why the fuck am I going to have an opinion on something that zero impact on me? And finally, we got to the Andrew Jackson statue, who obviously we all know, Trail of Tears, kind of stained his entire legacy. But um, the tour guide explained that there's a lot more to Andrew Jackson's legacy about how he held off like an army of, and I'm going to fuck the numbers up, but he held off an army of like 5,000 like redcoats during the war for independence with like an army of like 500 civilians and like soldiers. And he did a lot of good for the country during that time period, but I guess ended up like having kind of a stained, I don't even know if he was technically part of the Confederacy, he probably was, but, but nonetheless, like that statue, there's a lot of history to it. And I, I don't think that that one should be taken down. I mean, based on what I heard about the tour and I mean, it's a beautiful courtyard too. So I don't know. I just, I, I there's a lot of differences there, uh, but I just think that my opinion was leaning towards like, yeah, take him down. Fuck it. But um, now it's definitely like more in the middle than it ever has been. Like don't take him down or unless it's like specifically, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care to be honest with you, but I just thought it was a cool statue and, and that one shouldn't be taken down based on my experiences here. But um, I do want to dive into the next part here. There's going to be three other parts. We have challenges while traveling solo, principles I'm going to adopt, um, how working uh, is impacting my travels, um, and also like a little recap of the boys coming into town, as well as a recap of, of you know, trying to be nice here, these, these girls hitting me up um, that, you know, kind of brushed me off while I was out there, and now they see me out here having fun. And then uh, my favorite song of the week to top it off. So next is uh, challenges while traveling solo, guys. Like an obvious one is the loneliness will hit at one point. Um, it's weird because it never really hit me while I was backpacking Europe. Um, but man, holy fuck, it hit me so hard while I was in New Orleans. That's actually what threw me off and had me stop recording these podcasts because I just hit a rut. And 
I was like, shit, like, how do I, you know, but, but I'm overcoming this rut guys. And if you're traveling solo, this is like how something I'm doing at least overcome this rut. And then it's just by staying in touch with friends and family back home, you know, like calling my mom, having, you know, conversations with her, calling my friends like Brandon. And if you can, and you have really dope ass friends like I do, like Brandon, Nelson, Austin, um, and Matt, they all came out from Florida to Texas on a plane ticket to come visit me. And that was fucking super awesome. So obviously, if you can see your friends, have them come out here, you know, get on the phone, text them. Um, and also, one thing that I did was I identified what I call sad apps, right? And I'm trying to get away from them, like apps that you go on when you're sad um, <clears throat> or like just not feeling 100%. And I guess okay, it's okay every once in a while to like self-numb with something, but you don't want to be doing that too much, you know? And like I noticed that before they got here, I was scrolling Facebook a lot. And then when they got here, I literally didn't even open Facebook the entire weekend that they were here. So I was like, okay, this is a sad app. I'm going to try to stay away from that and try to focus on other areas as much as possible. And um, another challenge while traveling solo is shooting, like shooting videos. Um, now, shooting videos and like taking videos of oneself is, is obviously difficult when you're solo, but I've made the most of it using tripods. And I'm still kind of, it's a work in progress figuring this out. When my boys were here, I had them, you know, I told Brandon, hey, get to this angle, make sure this is in the photo, make sure I'm in this third, blah, blah, blah. And he took some great photos. So you can coach, you can coach the people around you if they're willing to listen. Um, but if you want those professional shots, you're going to have to coach a lot, especially if they are not a photographer themselves. Um, and usually they'll fuck it up. Uh, but no, no worries. That's what tripods are great for. Just get the focus down um, of your target before you stand in front of it. Um principles I'm adopting is that, you know, Brandon told me this, man. He's like, dude, you're out there right now on the phone call. I just had with him. He's like, Hey man, like you're out there right now. Like, dude, you're, you are chasing your dream. This is your dream. You may only have one shot at this. And that's the ideology I need to adopt during this. And like Eric Thomas said, you know, he says, I'm built differently. So I do my Eric Thomas impression. I'm built differently. No, that's not it. I'm fucking just yelling. I'm built differently. I ain't got no other opportunities. This job I got is the only job I'm ever going to get. You know, something like that, you know, whatever. Eric Thomas for the win, guys. But talks about how every opportunity is his last opportunity. And this could be the last opportunity I had to do this. Like if when coronavirus is over and my job's like, all right, we have to return to the office. Like I may never have another chance to do this. So I'm not going to let any distractions in right now. I'm going to be going to bed early, waking up early and committing to the schedule. Two podcasts a week. That's the that's that's what's going to happen. Two podcasts a week. I'm going to try to sprinkle two Instagram posts on, on top of that a week and one YouTube video per week. I'm going to try to make all that happen. That's actually a fucking super heavy workload. And when I'm working like 40, 50 hours a week, it's going to be tough to pull off, especially when I'm trying to spend time getting the footage that I'm posting, uh, much less editing it out. But I'm, I'm going to really just shoot for the stars and, and adapt as I move on. And um, as Brandon, you know, ex-Marine would say, or, or I guess you're always a Marine, uh, it, once a Marine, always a Marine, you know, adapt, overcome. And another thing is just to be myself, guys. I just, some posts I've held back on posting. These podcasts I've held back on posting for the fear that maybe people will think I'm fucking, I'm weird, right? But you know what? Fuck that, dude. There's so much weird shit on the internet that if what I'm doing is the weirdest shit that you've ever seen, you aren't spending enough time on the internet, my friend. So I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, that's the goal I'm working towards, not giving a fuck. I'm just going to post shit. And you know what? If you guys don't want to see my butt cheeks, then don't look at my shit. Like, well, my butt cheeks have never been on there, but that's just an example, guys. My butt cheeks might end up on here probably at some point, most likely. So just brace yourself for that. Um, work. A um, couple things I want to throw in there about work real quick um, is that I, the conference was supposed to be this week where they fly all the top reps to, out to Miami. 
um, like top 500 like reps in the company. It's a huge company. I think there's like over like 20,000 people working there. And I qualified as a conference representative, you know, one of the best of the best. And they just kind of drove like stroke your ego for a week or so. It was all virtual and it was pretty cool, but uh, they actually had a guest guest speaker who was Pitbull, right? Um, the musician or rock star, whatever you want to call him. Pitbull was there and they did an interview with Pitbull and he gave us like some motivational speeches. And my favorite quote from Pitbull was he said, you know, guys don't care about likes and follows, care more about, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I already forgot. Don't care about likes and follows care more about being unique. Okay. Care more. Don't care about likes and follows care more about being a leader and unique. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fucking do it. And I'm going to inspire my goals. You know, I'm going to live my life traveling. And if people were like, Holy fuck, that seems pretty easy because he's doing it. You know, what's so good about him? He's fucking, he's just an average Alex, you know, I'm an average Alex and I'm out here traveling. Why can't you? And I mean, proof of concept, boom, four of my boys came out this weekend to travel out here and check out a UNESCO site. So proof of concept, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to be unique and keep doing my thing. Um, and then it was actually pretty weird. Um, the president of Sure Payroll, um, which is a division in paychecks, um, damn, I just gave away the butter. Nobody go tell my company that I'm traveling out right out here right now because I could get in a lot of trouble for this. They told me specifically not to do this, but I'm doing it anyways. And the president of Sure Payroll was like, all right, guys, let's have a toast. And then I like chugged a White Claw basically on webcam with the president vice president it was just it was pretty cool it was it was it was a blast um the but yeah that that's the work thing just two bullets there new podcast content schedule always touched on already um boys coming into town all right guys this is where if you're still listening you get to hear some alex's vulnerability here um but yeah the boys came into town and it was a total fucking blast we had a lot of fun there was some conflict there between some of the homies, but dude, total fucking blast, got hammered and had a lot of fun, went to the UNESCO sites, got some amazing photos, and uh, I crashed my drone, oh, side note, I f got really drunk and thought flying my drone around the hotel room that we were in, in San Antonio, was going to be a good idea, and I flew it straight into the fucking ceiling, and it crashed, fell on its back, hit the dresser, fell on the ground. And broke. So yeah, I broke about a almost a two thousand dollar drone. Fucking super sick, dude. And now I get to go buy another drone. So I guess there's a blessing in there somewhere. I'm still working on finding it. And um, yeah, overall great time. Oh, and my SD card in my camera corrupted, and I lost a bunch of footage. So definitely, guys, first chance you get, back up your footage, back up your footage, back up your footage. Um, luckily, I did download some of it to edit, so I got some of the better shots out of it, anyways. But um. My mom is getting a tattoo right now, and it's of Winnie the Pooh, and there's a quote that Winnie the Pooh says that, how lucky am I to have friends that make saying goodbye so hard? And man, when I read that quote, I was like, fuck, dude, I am lucky to have those types of friends, because, dude, when they left in Austin, we also went to Austin, Texas, when they flew out of Austin, Texas, and I was in Austin, Texas by myself, man, that was... Um, it was tough, man. I did not want to say goodbye to them. I was thinking like, fuck, what if I just paid for them to stay out here, you know? But yeah, obviously that's not super realistic. Um, but by how fucked up my balance sheet is right now. But I was I was I was bummed out about it. I'm not gonna lie, and, and to be honest with you guys, I mean I I did I even fucking cried a little bit on the car ride back, dude. Like, you know, it's really awesome to have those types of friends that come out you know, they spent hard-earned money to come out here and just to visit me. They're like, bro. And I, I almost have a hard time believing it. Like, Nelson 
was like, dude, I came out here to see you. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, that's a real homie right there, bro. And it really chokes me up that, like, they're gone. But I hope to see them again during this trip. And I'll definitely see them again when I get back. But that might not be for another, like, four, like three months or so. Uh, but yeah, just, just had some really good friends and I want to give them all a shout out for, for pulling up, you know, Brandon, Nelson, Austin, and Matt. So definitely great guys that came out. And now for a quick juicy, a quick part, I'm not, a, shouldn't even add in there, but whatever, I'm going to fucking throw it in there anyways, is that dude, these exes or the girls that I used to be messing with be hitting me up now that I'm out here because they see me doing good. And one of them has just hell bent on trying to make, fuck me up. And I'm just want to, I want to give a shout out to the homies out there. Yo, boys. Check me out. If you got an ex or something that's still trying to hit you up and it's been like a year, bro, she she doesn't, I mean, at least in my situation, does not have any good intentions for you. She's just trying to jack your shit up. She, she, at least for me, she was just trying to jack my shit up, trying to make me be down and shit. And that's also maybe a little bit of the reason why, you know, she said some fucked up shit, totally uncalled for fucked up shit that, um, that like kind of jacked me up for a little bit, but I mean, you know, fuck it, dude. It's part of the ups and downs. And like Pitbull said, he says that you know you're gonna make mistakes, but guess what? We call them must takes because you gotta have those takes to make you who you are. Um, and he said something else that was super dope about like you know failure um, and, and mistakes and shit. But it's basically about how it makes you who you are. Um, and and that that's that was important. And it's just funny. And and one of these girls actually didn't have bad intentions. She just out here trying to like follow the journey, you know, to come up, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and then guys, lastly, thank you so much for listening. Uh, favorite song of the week. We were blaring it in the car with the boys. It's come back for you by Elefante. And that shit goes hard as fuck. Got some beautiful like saxophone or trumpet in the background and whatever like instrument, jazz instrument goes hard. EDM mix definitely recommend listening to it gives you a good travel like let's get it vibe but that's it guys um definitely went over the normal time limit thank you so much for listening if you listened and even if you didn't you know what thanks for just being a human being and uh you guys stay fresh stay fly and stay untamed and I don't even know why I just said that that doesn't really stay fresh stay fly okay whatever well guys peace out fuck yeah